0: everybody welcome to our podcast we are continuing from last week so we're still filming the same on the same day but we've had to divide the podcast into two sections so please go back to last week to listen to our what did i name it oh yes uh new mother's old traditions mm. and now we are going on to fertility and fertility issues and that was something that um nadia you actually um asked Cheryl to talk about right yes yes okay can you explain to us a little bit of your story I think you should um... start
1: with your birth story maybe if you want to share a little bit why because you know yes yes yes, because it's very interesting
2: if you want to share Um, I mean if
1: you don't want to it's up to you it's just you know
2: so I am um a product a product of um so my mom tried for 10 years
0: yeah that's a you know, long time to try time.
2: she said like well, i think around her early 30s until her 40s right so she tried every method every method you can think of and she actually went through IVF three times before she got pregnant with me mm-hmm. so it was a very very um It was just for her, it was just, I I asked her, like, because she's a businesswoman, and she said that throughout her early 30s, she never thought of having children. It's just not her plan. And then she said that, um, actually, Cheryl's mom, (laughs) she said to my mom, like, hey, you know, think about it, hey, like, if you have a baby, this Hmm. baby will be, your blood forever okay so it's basically i don't know if it's an asian mentality you know you don't want to grow old alone or you know you want to have a kid next to you i I don't know what mentality it is, but like basically my mom tried wanted to get pregnant um she couldn't okay she tried for a few and then went through all this uh, finally she chose IVF and she tried three times and then finally I'm here um sh- she said that she had to have like that injection for her to ovulate that ovulating injection and she said yeah. that was like it was the worst thing to go through because mm, you bloated constantly and like she said it was like the period pain times 10 yeah. every single oh. day Every, I don't know every like every day she just felt like that. Mm. So um, yeah. I just okay. So okay. So I know people who are also trying for babies, and they've been trying for a few years. Me myself, uh, it's just you know, for me, I'm not really like I'm not in Chinese. I'm not really doing my homework. You know, like I I'm having I have a long distance relationship anyways. So it's I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon, but mm. you know, for me, I also feel like some people are just more fertile. i I, I, I don't think I don't know, I, I've never tried to be honest you know no I actually didn't.
0: um I the I fell pregnant about three years ago with my boyfriend, and it ended up being an ectopic pregnancy. So the 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 embryo got stuck in my uh, left fallopian tube
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um it was sc- it was scary i took a pregnancy test and it was so strong it was so strong it came up so fast so strong and mm-hmm. it was because my hgc levels were really really high and mm-hmm. I went to the hospital and they said to me, oh, um, you've either had a miscarriage or it's ectopic because your HGC levels were way too high. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Mahjie Hospital mm-hmm. and the woman went up and looked in my tubes and said she couldn't see anything. And she sent me home. And then I carried on getting um So for anyone, if they, they're fearing they may have an ectopic pregnancy, some of the symptoms are actually very strange. So you get a sharp pain in your shoulder blade on the opposite side of which tube it is stuck in. And I was getting this awful pain in my shoulder blade, um, it just wouldn't go away and then I was getting sharp pains down below like period pains almost just shock 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 and then it would stop and then shock 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 and I was yeah. like something's still not right so I went back to the hospital and then I saw a young doctor there and he he was like okay uh, come into an um ER and and he had a look and he's like I found it it's that topic and
2: mm-hmm. I was like okay
0: so what do we need to do and he's like you need to go to surgery like to now and I was like yeah. what yeah, no, nah, I didn't. know waiting for eight hours. Nothing. they were like, you need to go in, and I was just, oh god. And then he came back outside and said to me, "Oh, you, um, you can just have the injection, which is supposed to dissolve the embryo." And mm. I was like, "Do you think I should have the injection or a surgery?" And he was like, "The doctor above him has said, um, an injection. I have to follow him." And I was just like, well, can you go back and tell the doctor, I don't want an injection, I want surgery. And he was like, okay, he came back and he said, they've agreed to do surgery. And I was like, now can you tell me, did I make the right choice? He went, 100%. It's over a centimeter long already. So if I'd have gone home and that could have erupted, it could have killed me. So I had to have that removed. But the point of sharing this story also is because I had my right tube removed I didn't have Mm -hmm. my ovaries removed because that can be really dangerous because it messes with your hormones but Mm -hmm. I just had my right tube removed so they told me the chances of getting pregnant are a lot lower and also the chances of it happening again is like 10 to 20 percent so we rested for a couple of years and then I tried and then literally on the first month I got pregnant so I everyone keeps saying oh you're so lucky you're so lucky but yeah I feel very lucky and I feel very blessed but the story didn't start there I didn't just try a month and then yeah. I was and pregnant then,
2: yeah so um I don't think I would be like you know they have this I think you have to try for a year for the doctor to uh you know give you a what's that called like oh you you know you are in infertile right yes for the- for them to say that so I've only been trying for about four to five months so right. I'm not there yet but uh-huh. uh, I can totally understand women
0: yeah.
2: who are very desperate to become mothers like I understand and, that feeling I understand that feeling, and they do yes. say
0: that on average it takes a year to get pregnant on yeah average. that's
2: what they say as well yeah mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't live with my boyfriend so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Cheryl and I know some people at work that are trying for babies right now Mm. and um there's one woman I think she's been trying for two years and she went to the doctor and there was nothing wrong with her there's nothing wrong with her husband and she eats like all this special um always has veggies and protein yeah and she just hasn't been able to get pregnant
2: yeah for some I think for some people it's just they're just not fertile you know Mm. did you think, get tested have you
0: been um, tested I,
2: I did get my blood taken like for this ovary checkup and everything and i went for a scan everything everything's fine like yeah mm-hmm. Me mm-hmm. As well, i never had my boyfriend checked because we're not really that you know not yet we're not you know we, we're not married yet and you know i'm i just reached the peak of my career right now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm honest with you i'm actually rethinking about it i mean i do i do want a baby i do want a baby but then i'm just like hmm what if i told them i'm pregnant like next month what would they do Mm. my boss i mean like my company what would they think Mm. like oh this is another topic actually that we should bring up soon is that in asia they're not very friendly towards working moms in general as a company would you choose a woman who is like let's say in her 30s who's single or childless mm. okay and he would be able to dedicate more right less less um you know off days you know like all oh, that oh my child's sick and this is a problem in asia especially in china mm. there's mm-hmm. a series based on this about how it's just impossible to be a woman nowadays you you, you want to reach your career peak mm. but then at that time you reach you're already like most people are already in their 30s and then what It's time to have a child and then you have to go between baby or career. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's for everyone, but it's very bad in Asia. Companies are not like I think in the Western culture, they don't tell you to your face, right? They can't. I mean, by law, they cannot. Here they'll just be like, oh, you know, maybe you should go home and, you know. Focus on your kid a little bit more for now, because you know we're looking for someone who who would be able to dedicate more, more time. It's not, yeah, it's not against the law to tell an employee that you know. And I,
0: yeah, I think Cheryl actually recently you've kind of struggled with this, haven't you? mm, I have, like, work and being a mum, balance. I feel like work
1: just takes and takes and takes and doesn't realize that you're a parent as well. Then I hear comments at work from another mother being like Mm -hmm. oh good we have a colleague at work his wife is a doctor and like whenever she hears that the wife is going to take over she's like good now she can be a mother and I'm like not everyone has the same you know um opportunities and motherly instincts as other women and but Mm -hmm. yes I do feel like you know as soon as they think that you are like Kira's going to our school. She's work she's there all day and it's really long hours for a little one. And then they like, oh, we can give you more hours at school because Kira's at school anyway. So you might as well just work. And I'm like, I don't want to spend my whole life working. Like I do understand, like, yes, it's okay. You want to be a career woman, but there's a there is a limit to certain people. And that's my limit. Like I still I enjoy being with my daughter. I love spending time with her. But at this time, my patience and my engine is running on low. That I just, I mm-hmm. I don't care to work the overtime. Like the money, any amount of money you're giving me, it's not going to actually be worth it for me.
2: Yes, I've had. I'm going through something similar because I just. Off and um, now I have to be managing and teaching at the same time. And here's my boss still offering me more hours. Like, hey, you know what? Um, after six thirty, you still have like a few tutoring like opportunity, right? And and then uh, one day I just told her like, you know, um, I I'm not married yet, and you know, but um, I do have my family to take care of, I have a dog to feed, you know, <laughs> I'm really not looking for that, I, I, I'm not looking for that extra hours, I'm sorry, and she was like, oh, you should have told me early. I would have gave it to someone who, who, you know, the way she said it was like, oh, okay, you are not that ambitious, you know, and I'm just like, hey, you know, I have my stuff to do, you know, I don't want to keep my dog home, like, nine hours a day, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know, and I'm just yeah. wondering once I become pregnant and I become a mom, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Because in Taiwan they would just, they call you after hours mm. after you're working. I was like, there's not this this culture here where they're like, if you are a really dedicated employee, you should be on call all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just wondering, are they gonna do this to me now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually have a, um, I think me and Cheryl will slightly disagree on this for once, Um, (laughs) where uh, we, me and Cheryl were talking on the phone earlier before the podcast and she, we were Mm -hmm. saying how, um, if you're uh, single, if you don't have children, you know, like, how are you tired? How are you, you know, but. For me, before I was pregnant, my schedule was way more busy than a person like we know a, a guy who's a sole caregiver of his child, and my schedule was way busier after work and way more hectic than his when he had a child to look after. Now I do know that, but you're choosing your schedule to be hectic, and you're cho- with a child; it it can go a bit more all over the place. And but you did choose to have a child, also, yeah, right? So. For me, like I would leave work, I'd go to Urhu class and then, oh, I'd have tutoring. Then I'd have an Urhu, then I'd have orchestra practice. And then I'd get home sometimes after doing a 10 hour day. Then I'd get home at like 10 o'clock, quickly try and eat and go to bed. And I was knackered. And then I'd come to work and say, oh, I'm just really tired, I had that. And then that coworker would say to me, oh, well, try having a child. It's like, you put your child to bed at seven o'clock and you've got the rest of the night. I don't get home till 10 o'clock. But again, it's not comparing... I wouldn't have said to him, "You don't know what it's like living a hectic life like me because you just have a child." But I feel like sometimes people with children do feel like they can say to to people who are childless that, "Oh, you don't know what it's like being so busy because you don't have a child." I know, but and it's like, can no, I just step in there because I feel yes,
1: like- do go. When you are talking about Urhu and all these things, these are things you want to do, right? And you have yes. a hobby. And it's like when someone complains that they're tired after they've done a day of their hobbies and enjoyed a nice day of like, you know, seeing friends and going out and you're a parent, and you're like stuck with a child all day. No, you are stuck at work all day. And then you get home and you have a crying child and the child's going crazy. And then bedtime didn't go the way. By the time you get to bed at seven o'clock or eight o'clock, whatever you get into bed, you think you're going to have a nice night and you fall asleep because you're so exhausted. Then you wake up the next day and it plays over again. So when you hear someone like my partner or someone at work, say something, it's hard because you, Yes, we did choose to have a child, but it's like almost like someone rubbing it in your face like, oh, I'm so tired after doing everything but... that I've wanted to do. And, you know, and no, and... I do get that. But I get that. I would never I actually... say I'm tired
0: because I have yeah, yeah. brunch with my friends. But,
1: but at the same time, you know, I don't think I was I always say people don't understand is because I hear them say things like I have a boss at work. And I need to get marking done. And instead of being Mm -hmm. like, I understand you have a hectic life and you have a child. The person just said, oh, you can just get the babysitter. I'm like, so you want me to get the babysitter at seven o'clock at night? And then when I'm done marking, probably 12 a.m., then tell the babysitter to leave. I was like, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Like,
2: life is not that way. I don't know where where you came up with this. What I'm saying is I am preparing to become a mother. Yeah. So I'm trying to tell work to not expect that much from me, if you know what I mean. Like stop making mm-hmm. me take tutoring classes at night until eight PM and also don't want that why
1: do
0: we always have to make an excuse when we don't want to do something? Why can't we just say we don't want to do it? Cheryl do I- I ever making excuse? No, at work. No, I am like the most fortunate <laughs> no, person. No, no, everyone w- else should be like. W- it. I'm like. I no. wish I was like Kat, but I, I feel no. like if I say <laughs> to them,
1: I can't do it because I have a kid or like I want to see my kid. I feel like they're gonna be like, well, you're fired. And you know, I do need the money. No, they're
0: not gonna do that.
2: I'm like, um, oh, cat. I don't know about a Taiwanese company. I really cannot say have a say for that because I told mm-hmm. you, okay? I, you know. Just, I am even scared to mention to them that I am kind of like Mar. I, I'm kind of. Like, I, I'll call my boyfriend. Like I can call him my fiance. I'm trying to have a kid. I don't dare to tell them that. If you know what I mean. Okay. I don't dare to tell them but, I want to mom.
0: <laughs> Do you think they yeah. treat? you more like a taiwanese person or do they treat you more like a foreigner because i can sit here and say oh i speak my mind and i say what i want but that's because unfortunately i have white privilege and i'm way more valuable here especially a white woman Mm -hmm. over white men so Um, if you feel like they treat you like a foreigner you probably get away with more right
1: We get treated like a Taiwanese person.
2: For me right now, they kind of they do pay more respect for me because I'm there. I'm there to help them. Because they are struggling. They're a business that is struggling. Okay. I they they're hiring me to manage their place better. I don't know if they treat me more like a foreigner or a Taiwanese yet. Okay, I'm new over there, but I could feel I can already feel just by rejecting. This tutoring opportunities they call it. I can already feel the judgment because my my manager is a you know lady in her fifties. She's already mm. looking at like she's like, like huh, She's not that ambitious, but you know money. Like I don't think it's to do with you know ambition. It's more about money. And I, I really to be honest, like yeah, I, they could hire someone who's like please give me more hours. Yeah, you know what I, I make. I want to yeah. make. I. Usually, I would say yes. I used to work till 10 p.m. like a year ago. I, I used to be like that, but right now I know I'm trying for a baby. I know at any time I could announce I'm pregnant. I don't want that life, and I can already feel that judgment on me,
0: mm-hmm, like
2: mm-hmm. On my new boss. It's more like Hey, you know, <laughs> you just another mother want to be and you just uh, soon you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to like, you know, quit because you're a mother. I can feel that like that worry in her eyes. Yeah, You know, she's so she yeah. much about my private life. But if I told her I'm trying for a baby now or thank you, I don't want that much hours. She actually asked me, or oh, do you have some responsibilities at home? You know, this is another struggle. Mm. And I told her, yeah, mm-hmm. I look after like, you know, yeah. Like, already wondering oh are you married do you have people like you know she's already judging like you know what I mean, right? and you shouldn't
0: be treated differently because of those obligations
2: yeah, but then then know, what's it's now, not fair what's in their mind is ah she's gonna be pregnant one day and then she's gonna ask ah, i can't come in you know you know what i mean like like yes. the- I, I really do know
0: what you mean because I now feel if I was to apply for another job after having a child I would feel a bit more accepted actually because I think it's really I think people are really cautious to employ people in their late 20s early 30s that are childless because they think what if they will have a child
1: ah yeah I was so now i yeah I was asked mm-hmm. at my interview with my school that we work at if I'm looking to mm-hmm. have I'm looking to have more children and my answer at the time was no definitely not because I knew that if I had said yes I'm looking into having more kids they would not hire me. So, of course, I was like, right. no, I'm not. And I'm not looking to have more children. Uh, I'm, I've i had enough. I'm, I'm probably done. But what I'm saying is if I had answered differently that I don't know, because at the time I didn't know, I'd really feel that they would have gone with someone else that is already much older and had children. And or done. already
0: had children. Yeah. But To go back, I, I, I feel like you got away with that argument there, Cheryl. You got away too lightly. I'm coming back for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um when you take on a hobby sorry I'm not coming back to this when you take on a hobby sometimes your hobby just isn't something you enjoy it becomes something that you have to dedicate time to to know to get better so I never wanted to go to orchestra practice on Tuesdays half of the time okay but I would do it because it was like okay I've signed up for this I I don't want to give up on this and anything worth having is not easy okay so learning how to play an instrument and master it and learning a different language I had to put myself into that so there was days after work where of course I just want to go home but I had to push myself yeah I would never sit there and be like I'm so tired because I went to brunch or I had to go shopping for the day like these were difficult yeah no I yeah, completely were agree things, with that also, I don't think it's a bad also thing also tutoring like Nadia did also like I would also tutor a lot and that was because you know not because I wanted a career out of it It was more just okay it's a bit of extra money yes yeah no I I don't
1: think it's a bad thing I think it's great to have a a hobby and things it's just you know when you're tired and you hear someone complain and it's like their hobby or something it's hard because you're so tired and mentally drained from your life and it's not their fault it's not anyone's mm. fault. It's just your own fault because you've put yourself mm. in this situation. But then it's hard to be like able to empathize with someone who has free time and you've just spent your afternoon cleaning up diarrhea. Vomiting. But why is that time considered free to you? Because free time to me is like doing something like going, I don't know, maybe going to the gym, doing, uh, who, you know, doing something is it's your free time. It's your time that you've done it. It's not something like, you know, that you are feeling mentally drained when you get home that your child is
0: crying. Yes, it is. But it is. But I felt mentally drained and exhausted. But it's not like the tutoring. But you're not giving I I wouldn't have called it free time.
2: I, I I think okay I have a say for this I think what Cheryl means is that um you know like for me like I'm also trying to go to gym I just signed up with the gym now so mm-hmm. basically I finish work around seven ish and then I have to go to gym um to be honest it's not my hobby <laughs> you know I yeah <laughs> Also, this infertility kind of um, subject is worrying me a little, okay? This issue. So, I mean, I want stay, to stay fit, you know? Okay, so I think, okay, doing something that we have control over is different than going home to a child that, okay, like, you know, we are already exhausted and we come back and you have no control over this child. You don't know if she's going to flip any moment and you're already yeah. drained. You know what I mean?
1: I can describe it as, People get to go. It's called free time. It's because you get to leave the house. You can choose. And you can choose to do something, even though you it makes choose. you tired. Whereas for me, because I'm the main to, I do
0: giver, soul
1: giver, yeah. the 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 you know, the parent that does everything. So when I get home, I don't have a choice. Like I can't just be like, I'm gonna go to my room and sit for an hour and enjoy just me time. You can't be like, oh, I'm not gonna go to who
0: Orchestra tonight because I'm tired. Yeah.
1: So for me, it's like yeah. when I hear people say it and it's it's my own problem. It's a bad thing I do because I judge them and I just wanna be like,
0: what are you complaining about? <laughs> like just shut up it makes sense though when you think of it like that I get it. I, it makes sense. like and I don't and I never
1: thought of uh like for me that's fine like that's I would never want like the gym I ugh, like I don't care like if you tell me you were tired from the gym I'm like yeah good like I would be tired too but when I hear people complain about stuff and I like you know been watching tv or doing something something like that is at home I get really irritated especially when I hear mm. other mothers complain but I know they have full-time help like and it's my own thing like no I should not be judgmental and I always like to tell people like I don't judge but I do judge mothers especially mothers that have help and don't work I'm like how are you complaining
0: what about like well how do you feel then towards fathers that might complain because you know we work with a lot of yeah yeah. yeah. I'm like we work with a lot of guys whose wives are just stay-at-home wives so they they go to work they they earn the money and their wives don't work at all and then they might complain about how tired they are after work but you just know that going home they've got nothing to do or maybe maybe actually I, I don't know
2: I think on this topic you know I actually mentioned this to Cheryl I think everyone's uh stress limit is different to be very honest yeah i think cheryl is somebody who can take a lot like like i just feel like i told her i know cheryl would say you know it's it's you know learn you got no choice you have to right she has to mm-hmm. like you know as a parent you know like for me i i i actually mentioned to cheryl sometimes you get you know you get stories about moms leaving their kids you know and mm-hmm. you know, stories like that I told her not everyone can take everything like you do you know what I mean yeah. it's, everyone has a different limit to stress uh, how to say a uh, response to stress yes yeah yeah not yeah yeah, all yeah, yeah can deal with you know their child like how Cheryl does you yeah. know um I've believe- been workload yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm not a mom. I have like, I, I right now, I don't judge mothers in any form and working mm-hmm. housewives because I really do think that, um, you know, for a housewife, probably she would complain about cleaning all day. Yeah. Okay? And that to her. And is, looking
0: after the baby.
2: And yeah, that for her is stressful. Okay. Yeah. It's basically doing something that you didn't choose like you you didn't choose to do well it's a full-time job also isn't
0: it yeah
2: Yeah. so what i'm saying but also another topic is that we take stress differently and i I, and i know you know like people who are on you know people who could take more they also judge people who are like you know in taiwanese chinese we say are you a strawberry you know Mm -hmm. one little you know you, you know you just explode because you know just one little just little pressure okay so i <laughs> I was telling cheryl that not every mom's or father's can take that much you know mm-hmm. we're all built differently mm-hmm. inside outside yeah i told her if i had to watch my child like if i had to go through um if i had a child right now i would probably react different differently than cheryl but that's yeah. not about or my parents no it's just I told her, I don't have that much patience. I, I would probably just explode in front of my child and feel bad later. But I know yeah. Cheryl feel better than I do. But I know for sure that I am going to explode. If my kid gives me too much, <laughs> I, just, I just, yeah, you know
1: what I mean? It's just mm. I don't judge moms that are stay-at-home moms or, or working moms or moms that have help. What I do judge is moms that get help all round the clock, but they don't do anything. They just, like, go and do their hair and their nails and, like, and they do very minimal stuff with their kids. And then they still complain, like, how irritating mm-hmm. or how hard it is to have kids when, when I feel like... Mm-hmm you know whenever we are together um I don't see them with their child because I'm with the the nanny and so for me that like really irritates me and then another thing that Kat mentioned is parents men who are the parent role and like you know complain it does rub me up the wrong way because I just want to be like if we can how come is it okay first thing how come men get so much recognition for doing a woman's role and they like get all these compliments like, wow, you're a great dad. You did that. Like, it's like amazing. But when a woman does it, it's like an average job or they get judged. Like if a woman's on their phone playing with their child, they are seen as a bad parent. But when a man does it and he's on his phone sending an email, he's bonding with his child. He's amazing. So for me, I just feel like it's not fair on the mother because we get so much bad publicity let's say because mm-hmm. you know society just thinks women are supposed to do everything i just think too much about it and i am like nadia is not a feminist and i feel like i could be on borderline feminism because i feel like women don't get recognized for the things that they do whether you are a mom or not a single woman and so for me i just get like when mm-hmm. people tell me oh what a great dad this person is he took his child to the park i'm like they should take their freaking child to the park. What the hell's wrong
0: with you people? Like, it yeah. takes two to make a baby. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I guess. And it's always, do you know, it's always the men that say this to me. Women say this to me as well. But I've had a lot of men say this to me. And um, it really this is something that really, really annoys me. And it goes back to Nadia's point that everyone's different and everyone has different, yes. like, ways of dealing with things and, like, stress levels. I've had a lot of men say to me, oh, your life's about to change. (laughs) Everything's going to change. And I'm like, well done. I know that. But also the way your life changed may not be the same way that my life is going to change because Mm -hmm. the way I might deal with things is differently. Like Nadia was saying, I might have different stress levels. I might have more or less of a supportive husband. I might have more or less family around me. I might have more or less money than you do. I might care less about things that you care about. So don't tell me my life's going to change and then start telling me how it's going to change don't tell me how my life is
2: going to change you don't know my life and it's always men (laughs) i don't know why to be honest i as i I, going back to that how everyone takes stress differently Mm. everyone everyone takes multitasking differently Mm. you have to remember cheryl is good at doing many things at once i am not at all i i already know what type of mom i will be (laughs) and i'm not i'm not embarrassed to say I I no 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 I probably would be like that one crying on like I need help just come here I, I am not a t- like we say like a tough and strong mom at all and mm-hmm. you know we, I mean I, I cannot expect everyone to be like Cheryl. if you know what she is like such a role role model role mom to me. Because she takes everything by her. You know, I, I know I cannot. I just know. and I, I, I don't You know. never know. I don't know. You I might be have...
1: surprising yourself. Because I, I would just like to add to um what Kat said about when people tell you your life is going to change. People told me that mm-hmm. too. And it's not just men. It was women too. And I would get so irritated because I just thought my life is going to change. But it won't change that much because I'm me and I'm going to take things differently. And then I had my kid. And I really felt mm-hmm. like my okay. life is over no i'm joking <laughs> i just
0: felt like it happened to me at work cheryl and it was it was the new person yes. and it was kind of a bit like mansplaining again to me and they were telling me how my life was going to change um based on the way that they parents yes. like mm-hmm. well you know for the first like once every year for the first couple of years they're not going to have an ipad because we don't do that and i was just like mate ipad nanny and he was like no 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 it will disrupt their routine and then you'll understand that you won't want to do it and was telling me how i would raise my child and i was like mate and i looked at him and i just said i'm the type of mother that will be at brunch and i will be drunk with my child in the pram next to me and i don't feel any (laughs) shame of that okay so (laughs) i will be pushing my child home after two bottles of wine Like, there's no shame in my game. Okay. So don't tell. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. That's why I was saying
1: to people like, there's no point in always telling other new mothers. Their life is going to change because when they have their baby, we know, they will know, we know that
0: <laughs> and they will realize yeah. for themselves and let them enjoy. I don't mind that your life is gonna yes. change. Obviously, we know that I'm not stupid, but it's telling me how my life is gonna change.
1: <laughs> Just like feel like people give too much negative advice before parents. Like, well, I've never heard someone be like, You're gonna love it. You're going to be happy. No, it's always like, you're going to have sleepless nights. (laughs) You're going to be crying. You're going to hate it. (laughs) I was just like, no, and actually... To be honest, I love parenting, motherhood now. And it's not to do with my child's attitude, nothing. I just think I'm overworked. And this is why I'm not enjoying my life at the moment. It's because I, I think feel that, I'm tired. I think that
0: with you right now. I'm not.
1: Yeah. I really enjoy being with my family. Because you weren't
0: like this a year ago. I loved
1: it. I'm really happy. I'm just mm-hmm. not happy with my work life, I'm really overwhelmed and stressed. And, and and it's completely got nothing to do with being a mom. But when I was a mom, when I first became a mom, I really did enjoy it. I loved it. I just didn't realize your life changes so much with another person, because there's another person you have to look after, right? And like, I knew that, but it just hit me very hard when I became a mom because like, I just, I don't know. I think I was like a, in a, in the yummy mames, you know, watching too much of that stuff, thinking my life was just going to be this amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be this fabulous mother with a sexy body afterwards, breastfeeding in the, in the cafe, in front of people and that that was not how it was and I was just thinking I didn't realize motherhood was so all lonely and like hard in the beginning
2: you have to Cheryl you have to realize one thing you are one of those moms where you I know you feel guilty if you choose something over your child you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you could be spending this hour with Kira you you will do you have to remember, some moms are not like that. Yeah, and <laughs> some moms, yeah. That's okay. I think kids. it's good. Like, you need time to
1: yourself. Mothers do need it. And I just, you know, wish I had known this. But earlier. I do think,
0: Cheryl, that you, I do think that you, you have changed towards your parenting since you've become more overworked. I definitely have noticed that and that actually makes me think Nadia how do you feel then if you've taken on this new job and now Mm. you're saying you want a child you know how strong Cheryl is and how good she is at multitasking how do you think that's going to affect you with this new position and then having a child on top
2: I'm I've I already know if this job gives me too much stress just 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 speaking about stress okay Cheryl Cheryl, you know I I Mm am not I wouldn't call myself ambitious at all okay I'm very very chill like ah, okay like you know I would I would quit my job for my child even though I mean I'm a mom I will quit my job but but that's that's um unfair to say because I do have an income you know like elsewhere you know like this Mm -hmm. is not my main source of income so I I don't think I'm in the you know in the right to comment about some people this. don't have that choice some people yeah. don't have that choice but I already know that I am the type of mom to say this is too much for me work or child I will always choose my child this I know yeah. because if you ask my mother I asked her she told me that for her it was always work first until she realized that she was unable you know once you find out like you were unable to have a child and you're like okay now I really want to yeah because she was never someone who loved kids or anything i on the other side i would i always been a teacher you know and i mm-hmm. I love children so i already know I, there, there is no there is no choosing in this or like do i need to do both at the same time i will if i find out i'm pregnant and i'm you know like in cat situation now where i'm like i, I don't have any energy for this i will definitely choose to keep my like, be pressure free. Keep the baby safe, because you know,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. and everything. You know, same advice for cat. Like you know, you know, if you, you don't want to quit your job, but also make sure they, the, your work, understand that you you are pregnant. And you, you, yeah, oh, well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. yeah, I do. I make it obvious. I know in Taiwan, your employer could do that. You know.
0: Yeah, you have to just be smart with what you say, how you say it, and be careful mm-hmm. with um them not taking things away from you payment things like that so I think it's never nice to screw a company over but at the end of the day you got
2: to think a number one yeah yeah um I but I'm just wondering if I was in Cheryl's place okay again you know like she's got a very both of you got a very uh prestigious job you know it's not easy to be working for a school like you know such a Mm -hmm teacher school right i think what i would do is um i also have to you know choose work over my kid i i do feel like uh, i understand cheryl's guilt but in this case you know you, you just have to mm, mm, mm. Uh, I mean, kira knows you love her a lot and uh, yeah i know kira is at school longer than you think she should be mm. right uh, in Cheryl's case, I, I, I would actually to be honest, you know, if I were if I had the same jobs as you two, I would probably rethink about quitting. You know, mm-hmm. as I told you, like, you know, I'm working in a small cram school, right? It's a different like I, I think this this is a different thing. If yeah. I if I if I had a really, really like, you know, a, a job that I know they could find anyone to replace me because everyone's like, you know, trying to get in there. You know, then I will rethink. Mm. Rethink. Mm. To be honest, I will rethink about having kids. Even mm. at mm. my position right now, situation. If I were in both of your places, I have to wake up at I don't know six seven, go to work at eight, go six home seven. around five. Yeah. That's. I don't know that's I think that's everyone I just want to life. tell you, you something.
1: Know, have, Nadia the one day was like yeah. what time should I phone you in the morning so I can see Kira? Should I phone you at like eight? What time do you get to school? I'm like, Nadia, this whole house wakes up at like five thirty. She's like, What? What time do you get to work? I'm like, We get to work at like seven <laughs> twenty. She's like, I've never <laughs> that's too early.
0: Seven forty. <laughs>
1: We have to
2: clock it by. clock
0: in at seven forty, otherwise they take three thousand NT off. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So if yeah. he, I'm just saying, if I had your schedules, okay, I know both are. You it's know, a You're a mom. You're a mom to be. I don't think I can take this. I will just just be like, yeah, no, no kids yet, Sorry, I. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I'm. I think this conversation took a really interesting turn. Um, we we started saying we'll talk about. In, Infertility and fertility issues, and then we ended up talking about like uh, working mums yeah. and, and yeah. The stress. But I like it. it. Well, I hope you guys all li- enjoyed listening. I feel like I enjoyed this podcast, both part one and two. It felt more just relaxed and natural, and like women talk- talking about things that maybe some women are too afraid to speak up on as well, the fear of being judged. But well, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye bye.